Answer me this question. Will a high flow air filter give your bike more power? And if a high flow air filter in fact increases the airflow, isn't your engine running leaner, needing a rejet or a remap? What exactly should excite you when you're looking for an air filter for your motorcycle? Okay, this may not sound real exciting yet, but to be honest, the reason you think that air filters aren't that interesting is because they don't get the attention they deserve. But if you don't listen to this, and I mean to the very end of this episode, then you're gonna be one of those riders left scratching your head in wonder, and you won't even know which questions you should be asking. I'm Jim Martin, this is Adventure Rider Radio. Stay with us, we got a good one for you. I'm Sam Manning. Brian Phil. Ted Simon. Austin Vance. Pat Jakes. Herbert Schwanz. Nathan Noel. Linda Foster. Tiffany Coates. Simon Payton. Raymond Coates. Sterling Noreen. Grant Johnson. Helga Pedersen. Ben King. And you're listening to Adventure Rider Radio. Max BMW Motorcycles has been outfitting adventure riders since 2002. They've got 45,000 parts and accessories online and ready to ship to your door at maxbmw.com. You can also sign up for their e-rider newsletter. It's free at www.maxbmw.com. Green Chili Adventure Gear offers American-made, heavy-duty, innovative luggage systems for all types of motorcycles. You can turn any bag into motorcycle luggage using a unique strapping system that's easy to use and switch from one bike to another. And of course, Green Chili Adventure Gear is all tested in extreme weather and terrain to withstand the abuse of adventure riding, and that has gained them a top reputation for tough, reliable gear. www.greenchiliadv.com. Greenchiliadv.com. Best Rest Products is home of the Cycle Pump Tire Inflator, Tire and Bead Breaker, Easy Air Tire Gauge, and other adventure motorcycle gear. The Cycle Pump runs right off your bike's electrical system. It'll inflate a flat tire in less than three minutes. It's made in the USA, comes with a lifetime warranty. And Best Rest is also the North American distributor for Google Tech filters. Visit them online at www.cyclepump.com. That's cyclepump.com. Well, there's no doubt us motorcyclists have been known to obsess about things like tire choice, engine oil. I mean, you search any forum for what oil to use in your bike, and you're going to find not only endless threads, but endless posts and people getting into heated debates, even arguments about viscosity, longevity, and of course, the usual synthetic versus mineral oil, which is better. And it makes a lot of sense, too, because... The oil is very important in our engine. It's a it's a thin film that coats the moving parts that keeps them from destroying each other, wearing each other out. But equally important is a piece that keeps our engines from sustaining major damage and ultimate destruction, and that's the air filter. And you know, the air filter doesn't get much love either. I mean, search around for an aftermarket air filter, and basically what you're going to get is some high-flow washable or reusable air filters with claims of increased horsepower and, well, increased airflow. It's kind of funny because if you think about it, what you want that air filter to do most is filter the air. So your big concern should be, what is the measurement of filtration here? Yet there's almost no talk about the actual filtration that most air filters offer. For instance, if you're going to buy a water filter, there's plenty of options out there. You, you search it up on any outdoor site, you're going to find there's loads and loads of water filters that you can get. So you can pump the water right from the stream into your cup. There's, there's even one called a life straw, which is kind of a tube that you poke into the water and you can suck in on the tube and you can basically, they say, drink the water right out of anything. It's kind of cool. You know, this thing will fit in a pack very easy. But all the water filters that are out there, they all have one common thing as you start to look through the specifications for it, and that's micron size. 
uh, a micron is a measurement of, of a particle size, and they will tell you what that filter will catch, the minimum size measured in microns. Now, for reference, a micron is one millionth of a meter, which is about 0. 0.00004 inches. To give you an idea how small that is, or how big it is, one micron is not visible to the eye. A human hair, for instance, is anywhere from 50 to 70 microns wide. Um, that, of course, depends on your hair. So, And we can see that, of course. So you can tell by, by that example that as we increase the size, the particle is larger. So if it's one micron, it's very, very tiny. If it's 200 microns, it's much larger. And as you can imagine, if the hair is 50 to 70 or 50 to 75 microns wide, 200 is proportionally larger. So back to the air filter. The question is, why do air filter manufacturers talk about increased airflow and increased horsepower, but few mention micron size? Well, let's consider the, the purpose of the air filter. We're back to what I just said. The main purpose is just like the name, it's to filter the air. So since filtration, the ability of the air filter to catch particles and prevent them from entering our cylinder is so important, why isn't every air filter measured by the minimum particle size that it can stop? If you're shopping for an aftermarket air filter, a replacement one, there's basically the two concepts that are pushed the most. One being the reusability, you know, washable or cleanable somehow. And of course, you understand the benefits of that. It will probably last for a very long time. Maybe not the life of the bike. I don't really believe that, but it would obviously last a lot longer. And also, if you're on a ride somewhere and you get a clogged, heavy, dusty situation, you can clean the filter out roughly and then put it back in. Of course, you could probably do that with a paper one as well, but let's not worry about that. Of course, too, they talk about the increased airflow, which is results in increased horsepower. Hmm. Increased airflow equals increased horsepower. Well, we all understand that the more air you can get in and out of your engine, usually that does mean more horsepower. So at first thought, though, you would think increasing the airflow means that you're not going to filter as well. Well, no, that's not true. In fact, there's ways to add more uh, air or, or to have more air pass through a filter while still catching the same amount of debris. I mean, imagine if you made the filter bigger, for instance, or you added more pleats um, or you folded it and you added more corrugations to it. You know, they're found on most air filters. Now, hang on a second. So if we look at that concept and say, well, wait a second, if we increase the airflow, then the engine is actually going to be running leaner. So shouldn't we have to remap uh, the fuel injection or rejet a carbureted one? I mean, this all gets really exciting if you think about it. If just by changing your air filter, you can increase your horsepower just from doing that. Well, I fired off an email to our engine builder friend who knows all about this kind of stuff, Carl Engelener. We've had him on the show before. Carl recently retired from his uh, lifelong machining business that he had where he specialized in motorcycle engines for street and racing applications. In fact, Carl still has his machine shop. It's just in his backyard now, and now he works on the bikes that he wants to, and he also maintains a small race bike fleet. Anyway, I sent Carl an email, asked him, I said, if we replace that stock air filter with a high-flow version, do we need to worry about remapping our fuel injection system or uh, rejetting the carburetor? Carl's response, well, it's kind of more of a, an answer wrapped in a question. Well... When it comes to the term high flow, uh, a couple of things that need to be noted there is probably not so much as what's being said, but also what isn't being said in that description. In other words, we're asking the wrong question right out of the box. So to sort it all out, I figured it was just best to get Carl back on the show. And as you're going to hear coming up, probably a good idea anyway, because I don't think he was doing that much. Carl, welcome back. Thank you, Jim. 
good to be back. Well, great to have you back so soon. Now, what are you working on in the shop today? Uh, actually, uh, I'm not in the shop today. I sprained my foot, my right foot, and uh, I'm forced to uh, sit back in uh, my rocking chair today and just kind of rest my foot. But uh, once I do get out to the shop, I'm doing uh, some restoration on a Harley Davidson crankshaft and doing some uh, minor service on uh, one of my uh, racing air Machis and uh, if I finish all that, I'll be moving on to a uh, 1973 Ducati 750 GT restoration project uh, uh, on a bike of my own. So got a pretty full plate ahead of me if I can just get back out there again. What do you do when you're sitting inside anyway? I mean, for a guy that's really active and spends a lot of time in the shop, I find it hard to believe you can keep uh, entertained inside the house. Uh, it is hard for me. Uh, I don't. I'm. Not, I don't do that well. I don't just sit around well. Uh, I tend to do reading. Uh, I'll pick up books uh, or articles or uh, things that I've been neglecting, putting off to the side that I've wanted to get at for a while. I'm uh, rereading a couple of uh, uh, engine uh, magazines, a bunch of uh, articles, uh, SAE articles on uh, airflow and engine performance and things like that. That. Uh, you know, it keeps me busy and just to keep me sharp on on what I do with uh, my racing program at the moment. Well, airflow and engine performance brings us to what we're about to talk about. Because I sent you an email asking you about uh, replacing our, our stock air filter element with an aftermarket one. And my question yeah. that I put to you was, when we put in this aftermarket high flow air filter, does the bike need to be rejetted or remapped to accommodate the extra flow? And and what you alluded to was we were asking the wrong question. Well, an engine, as we all know, can only take in so much air. It has a certain bore and stroke. It's going to turn a certain amount of RPMs. It'll have a certain pre-configured exhaust system and intake system and cam profile. It, it's only going to have the ability to draw in uh, a, a finite amount of air. A manufacturer, when he's designing an engine, uh, he will know what that is. He's not going to pick an air filter and then design the engine systems around that air filter. He will design the engine and then go to an air filter manufacturer who will be usually more than happy to deliver a filter that meets the requirements that the manufacturer is looking for. Uh, because it, it, it'll it mean a lot as far as a contract that manufacturer, air filter manufacturer would certainly be more than happy to produce, you know, any number of thousands of air filters to meet the, the manufacturer's requirement. So manufacturer knows full well what the what the air requirements of a filter are. And he's got to balance that also with protecting the engine with adequate filtration it wouldn't be hard to increase the flow of almost any air filter. If you just punch a bunch of quarter-inch holes in it, <laughs> you're going to flow more air. However, the filter capability of the of the air filter would be uh, completely compromised. So y you have to balance the two, the airflow capability with the uh, actual filtering ability. The manufacturer will have taken all that into account and the filter that comes equipped on uh, on any given bike will generally be uh, more than enough to meet the demands uh, of the motor, both as far as airflow and uh, the ability to filter. So what you're saying is then this aftermarket high flow filter, even if you could pass more air through it, it's probably not going to have much of an effect for the engine? Well, 
It will be minimal. Uh, my own testing uh, has shown me that, uh, and, and this, I, I want to make this clear, we're talking about uh, motorcycles that are in the uh, stock state of tune and configuration. In other words, you still have the stock intake system, system the entire intake system, airbox, uh, whatever passages lead in and out of the airbox to the engine. You have the standard exhaust system. You have the standard camshafts. The engine is in standard configuration. Uh if you if you put a a let's say uh, let's let's just pick a K and N filter, which is a highly regarded filter. Uh, I use them actually on one of my own bikes uh, because in my in my particular case, the K and N filters that I was able to to source happen to fit the particular application almost perfectly. I don't see really any performance gain by putting the KNN on there, I can't really measure any airflow increase when measured at a standard test pressure. Now, if I were to crank the test pressure up, certainly uh, I would. And that's one of the things that you're not told when you're buying an air filter. If somebody claims they have a high flow air filter, uh, they don't usually tell you uh, what test pressure they've tested that at, have they actually tested the standard filter and uh, at what test pressure that was tested at. So you, they're not going to tell you that. And there would also be no reason for a manufacturer to create a filter uh, that would flow twice as much air as a standard filter if the engine couldn't possibly use that much uh, extra air. It, it would, wouldn't be cost effective for the, manu for the filter manufacturer to do that. So he's going to target his filter to work. Uh, as well as it can within the construction con confines of the way that the motorcycle uh, is configured. And again, that assumes we're going to assume, at least I'm assuming for the course of this discussion, that we're talking about an engine that's or a motorcycle that's in a, in a fairly uh, standard state of tune. So then with with um, even if we can increase the flow, we're, we're not changing that much as far as how the engine breathes or the volumetric efficiency of the engine itself. In other words, then, so we put a, a high flow, a supposed high flow filter in. We really don't have to worry about it then. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, the tests that I have done, my own tests, show virtually no gain with the high flow filters and and it, it, sometimes if i do see a gain it's in the order of a fraction of a percent or or a very minimal uh, percentage increase and it's usually only at the very rpm peak of the engine in other words as the engine is accelerating up the band uh it's not going to be taking in as much air as the as the total capacity of the system and and even a stock filter will be able to provide you know, virtually all the air that that engine can require. And so as you're revving the motor up, you're not going to be taking full use of the flow capacity of, of any filter that's on there, whether it's a standard or an aftermarket. And whatever gains there are, are going to be very minimal. Uh, probably nothing you could feel from the seat of the pants. You might be able to, to detect some slight uh, horsepower and torque increases, possibly even some decreases, uh, but you would not see that or feel that uh, seat of the pants. Uh, I, I haven't experienced it, and most people I've 
I've sold filters too, and I've sold all brands uh, of filters in my time in business. Uh, they don't report that either. I think I would be a lot less worried about whether an engine, whether a filter is supposedly high flow, as its ability to filter is appropriate for the engine I'm putting it on, and then that you keep it clean. Now, one thing uh, that I will say about some of the filters, like the K&N and the Uni air filter, the fact that they're cleanable, you can wash them out, uh, re-oil them, uh, you know, reinstall them. You can get a fair uh, amount of service life out of those filters as compared to a stock uh, filter, which is normally a paper element filter that once it's dirty, there's not much you can do with it. You pretty much have to replace it. So those types of filters, the reusable filters, there there is a cost benefit to those in the long run, as long as you do keep up on the maintenance. But the performance that they will give you, if they give you any, is going to be very small, probably not detectable from the seat and uh, uh, require in no instance that I can recall uh, remapping or rejetting of the system. Uh, I just haven't experienced that now. So if the average person riding an adventure bike, they'd probably be further ahead cutting the handle off their toothbrush to lighten their load up a little bit rather than worrying about <laughs> replacing their filter to get more horsepower. Yeah, the filter is not a place you're gonna you're gonna get any any you know noticeable increase uh, in performance. The the performance of an engine is really dictated by by the physical components and and the layout of the engine, the the uh, overall intake system, the exhaust system, the camshaft profile, and and all those things. You would have to change one or all of those. Okay, this is good because now we know that the, the high flow filter, we're not going to be able to take advantage of it with a stock bike. And on the other side too, you're not going to have to worry about rejetting or remapping your fuel system to accommodate this supposed high flow filter. Okay. Now, the one note with this, the one caveat is that we're talking about drop-in replacement filters. In other words, you take out that stock filter and you drop in this aftermarket filter that's reusable, high flow, whatever the case is. We're not talking about modifying the air box or anything like that because that changes the picture. Yeah, the standard air cleaner filter, and it is going into a standard air box and nothing else is being changed on the bike. Now, the chance of you having to do any... Uh, rejetting or remapping are probably uh, nil or very close to it. Another thing to remember with the air filters is that uh, air filters are designed to, to catch dirt and therefore they get clogged throughout their useful life. So the, the air filter is going to change from that time that you first install it as a brand new filter to the running down through the dusty roads, etc. And it gets a little bit clogged. So air filters are, are designed to sort of have a bit of latitude in there. In other words, they can collect a bit of dirt and still pass enough air for the engine to breathe. Yeah, that's right. You get more surface area. The more pleats you can put in that filter, the more surface area you have. And that is one of the the things that you'll notice on the high flow filter. The K&N is a real good example of this, uh, is that you will see extra pleats. They'll have usually more pleats in those filters than the than the standard paper filter. And that's one of the one of the ways that that they supposedly uh, get the higher uh, flow amount. Uh, but again, uh, you know, how much higher and at what test pressure and what are they really talking about uh, as far as the ability to increase engine performance? I, I have seen, you know, it's, it's, it's a fraction of, of 
increase, maybe one to two percent. I've heard as high as three. I've never seen that myself. And the other thing you have to understand is that's probably at full throttle at peak RPM with the throttle all the way open. As you're revving up the rev range, the engine is not sucking in the uh, maximum amount of air. That doesn't occur except at peak RPM. So all the way up the rev range, your filter, your standard filter is going to be more than enough to give you all the air that that engine can use. And the point you just made too about the most of the effect, or, or if you've seen effect, it's probably going to be at wide open throttle. It would make sense at wide open throttle, it's going to demand the most flow. So that means that air filter has been designed to handle everything from startup right up to wide open full throttle. And if it can handle full throttle, um, yeah, there's a there's a lot less demand everywhere else below that, and probably in your normal operating range. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Carl, great to talk. Thanks very much for taking the time. Good luck with your ankle, and I hope you get back into the shop quick. Yeah, thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Carl Engelinner from his home in Roseville, California. Where do we go from here? Well, I want to tell you a story about a filter that was sent to me to try, a new filter, and I want to get you asking new questions, demanding more when you look at motorcycle air filters. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back with a lot more. We've got an inventor and filter importer. We've got a Dakar racer and the rider, or the main person, in the documentary film called Dream Racer. Stay with us. Well, we're getting close to the end of 2018, and of course, 2019 brings a whole new year for riding for all of us, and you're probably thinking about what you want to do next year, maybe the trips you're planning, the events you want to go to. One you should consider getting to in May 17 to 19, Overland Expo West in Flagstaff, Arizona. Definitely worth your trip no matter where you're coming from. They've got vendors there to help you get outfitted. They've got all kinds of programs set up to help you get trained. If you look on their, their website, they've got some new photos up, which are pretty cool. Uh, the website's www.overlandexpo.com and it's forward slash west and you'll see the getting trained uh, shot here is um, a motorcycle. It looks like a, a Honda CRF 250L uh, a rally rather um, uh, suspended from some cables with some pulleys and stuff. I mean it, it's some pretty serious training but it's things you can participate on so it's not like a it's not like a show you know that you go to where you just walk around and look at stuff. You can actually get in there and learn stuff. You can get inspired. They've got all kinds of experts, uh, teachers, authors and videographers teaching you things that they have learned on the road. Um, and then you join up uh, and you meet with all kinds of other travelers out there. You get to see also what people are, are using, what people are running. So get in there and get your tickets now. You can buy your tickets online. Matter of fact, you have to get your tickets online, so make sure you do that. I would get them now. Plan it now so it's done. You're committed. And also, you, you can apply to be an instructor or presenter at the show. That's also available on the website. There's a lot to see there. www.overlandexpo.com. Of course, anytime you're dealing with them, make sure you let them know you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. 
Well, if you haven't already got yourself, you know, some sort of gift for the end of the year, maybe Christmas or whatever, for the upcoming season, think about replacing those foot pegs with a high-quality set of foot pegs. IMS has a complete line of foot pegs. They are cast certified 17-4 stainless steel, certified heat treating, a homogenizing and annealing process. They're built in the USA and they come with a lifetime warranty. And as I always say, any company that will put a lifetime warranty on a product that gets beat so hard has to be ultimately confident in the quality of their product. And I ride with the IMS pegs and I think they're fantastic. Drop by their website, www.imsproducts.com. Anytime you're dealing with them, make sure you throw our name in there. Tell them you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. Well, all this air filter stuff came about because Google Tech Filters out of Italy sent me an air filter to try out for my motorcycle. Now, they manufacture fuel filters and air filters. We had the owner, Guglielmo, on the show some time ago talking about their reusable uh, fuel filter that goes into your fuel tank. And anyway, so they sent me this reusable air filter that's designed to be clean. And I think, okay, that's great. I put it in my bike, and when I started it up and ran it down the road, well... It felt just like it did with my old paper air filter in. (laughs) So, okay, so my bike didn't do wheelies. I didn't get another 20 horsepower. So what exactly did I get with that filter? Well, it turns out that Googletech is one of the few filter companies that I came across that actually published filtration figures measured in microns. David Peterson from Best Rest Products is the distributor for Google Tech filters in North America. Now, we've had David on the show before. He's an inventor. He's a total motorcycle enthusiast. And don't tell him I said this, but he's a bit of a tech geek when it comes to doing experiments and messing with things to try and improve his motorcycles. Oh, here he is. David, welcome back. Thanks, Jim. The Google Tech air filter. Google Tech sent me one through you for my bike, which is great because it's a reusable filter. This is a, a lifetime filter that you take and you put in your bike once and you're basically just maintaining it after that. So it saves expense. Um, otherwise, though, why should I get excited? I mean, other than the fact it's going to filter, it's going to be cleanable for life and, and I don't have to replace it, which is considerable. I'll give you that. But what is it besides that about this filter in particular? Oh, air filter, ho-hum, and I agree. What's the big deal? Well, what does an air filter do? It has to filter out all the the bad bits that are out there, strain it, clean it, and allow it to pass into the engine so you can have your combustion, you know, the mix with the fuel. If the air is dirty, uh, the fuel will probably still ignite, but what you get into is uh, damage to the engine over time. You know, big bits will score the cylinders. Small bits will clog up the system. If you're running it through a carb, then, you know, the carb uh, ports get clogged. If you have an injector, well, it's injecting fuel directly, but you're still going to have issues with dirty air. So having clean filtered air is important, and you have to have enough air so that you don't degrade performance. If you restrict airflow to the engine, it's like you're strangling it with a cord. Um, you don't get enough airflow. The engine runs rich because it's uh, the fuel-air mixture is off. And although some bikes have a computer that can accommodate that, there's a point at which it simply can't keep up with the demand. You know, an air filter is one of those things that gets replaced as part of the regular service interval, uh, something that you would do on an annual basis. 
And I mean, I've had bikes for so many years and generally every year they get a new filter, uh, at least the BMWs that I have and they have paper filters and those you can't clean. You simply replace the paper cartridge. But the Google Tech that fits BMW and the KTM 1190-1290, um, that filter basically lasts forever, should last the life of the bike. And the reason is that it's a washable filter. Um, it's a dry matrix uh, synthetic material. I guess I'd, it'd be the equivalent of almost like a Gore-Tex material, but not quite that that fine a weave. Well, hang on. Let, let me interrupt you there be, before you get too deep into there. Um, so I obviously asked the question the way I did to go where we're going with this, because it's easy to look at an air filter and not get excited. But just when you talked about filtering the air that goes in the engine, I mean, we think about the things we want to keep clean, which is usually our, our gas, our oil, and our and our air. Um, the oil's enclosed in the engine. We have to worry about that. We all do. We all change our oil regularly, and we understand the benefits of that, because when you get the particles circulating in your oil, it causes engine wear. Um, same thing with gasoline. The gasoline, as you mentioned, with a fuel injection engine being ejected directly into the engine um, or through a carburetor, it doesn't matter. If it's bringing in dirty fuel, it can cause all com- all types of problems for performance, for running, for starting, but also it can cause wear if it were to bring in dirt. But air, air is like the wild card. Air has got to be the one that we should all be concerned about the most because it's the one that it, it changes on a daily basis, probably many, many times a day for a lot of us. Riding in dust in particular is one of the most problematic things. And it's probably one of the the worst things for our engine if it gets past our air filter is, is all this fine dust. And that's where the, the, the higher quality air filter comes in. Right. You're could think of dust and dirt in your air as the equivalent of uh, sandpaper on your engine components, you know, on the, the piston, uh, on the rings, on the cylinder walls, on the valves. Uh, you wouldn't throw a handful of dirt in the engine, uh, either in the oil or in the gas or in the, the uh, air intake. So, you know, filtering all three items is, is equally important. And if you're going to put a filter in, uh, you might as well put one in that'll last the life of the bike, and a filter that will will exceed the filtration properties of other filters on the market. Okay, and that's great because I think that's what most people think of is the fact that they're going to throw a filter in that's going to replace that stock, as you said, the paper filter that's replaceable, and, and it's going to save you money in the long run. But there's also the fact that all filters are not created equal. We've got foam filters out there and paper filters and all sort of different variations of filters. But how do you tell one filter from the next as far as what's going to do a better job? Well, <laughs> that's the million-dollar question. Uh, 25 words or less, and it's difficult for me to do, Jim. Uh, you've basically got three types of filters. You've got foam filters, you've got cloth filters, and you've got paper filters. Uh, foam and cloth uh, rely upon oiling them. You have to put oil into them so that they become kind of sticky, kind of tacky. As the air passes through the pores of the foam or of the cloth, the dirt is attracted to the sticky oiled fibers and it sticks to them. Um, In the case of a paper filter, uh, you know, when they make paper, they they roll out a sheet of, of material and they press it down real hard. It's just basically a random layering of of uh, wood fibers. 
Now, that's the most common filter is the paper filter. And I think that's kind of shocking, at least it was for me when you really look at it. I think we all understand what paper is. But when you really think about it, this is a random slopping down of fibers and sort of matting it flat. It's probably very easy to make, very inexpensive and, and works great for many things like vacuum cleaners. But I mean, how many times have you used a shop vac, vacuumed everything out, pull off the filter and find all the dust has went completely through? Right. Yeah. Half the dust is back in the room where it started. Um, so paper filters, uh, you know, all of these have got holes in them and there has to be some holes to allow the air to go through. And in the case of, like I said, the foam and the cloth, uh, the dirt is attracted to the oil on the fibers. And it's like, it's like flypaper. It sticks to it. And uh, in the case of paper, you've got this random matrix of fibers and there's small holes, air goes through those holes and hopefully it will not pass through the holes and go into the engine. So there's a lot to it. And, you know, some people might, their eyes might be rolling back in the back of their head, but you know, these are things that are important to us as a motorcyclist. In the case of the Google Tech filters that we're selling, uh, Guglielmo, the inventor over in Italy, <laughs> the guy really knows his stuff. And he's come up with this, this uh, synthetic material that is perfectly, I guess you'd say, homogenous. It has no voids. It has no big holes. It's a, it's a closely knit weave. We have a uh, blog on our website that shows this under, what, 250 magnification. And it's just about a perfect mesh that prevents dirt from going through. But when you look at other filters, you know, the foam, the cloth, and the paper, um, there's random holes. There's big ones, there's little ones. And uh, where there's a big one, that's a place where dirt goes through. So it's, it's about uniformity of the material that's doing the filtering. And it's about, you know, whether it uses oil as an attractant uh, or if it's dry like paper. Uh, I should note that on the case of the Googletech, you can run these filters either completely dry or if you want a little bit more uh, filtration for really harsh conditions, you can put a light coating of uh, air filter oil on it and that will take the, uh, the filtration levels down to 10 microns. Okay. Hang on right there. Yeah. Because that's as far before you mentioned the micron that anyone normally goes when they're looking for an air filter. Now, I thought this was kind of interesting to note. If you're looking for a water filter for drinking water, you know, when you're in the wilderness and you're looking to pump your own water and filter it down, everyone talks about micron size. But when you look around with air filters, often talk about oiling filters, a lot of talk about you never having to replace your filter. But really, to get down to try and figure out what filter is going to do the best job, we have to talk about microns. And if it's, if it's too big, it can cause wear. If it's small enough, it can pass through and have no damage. So what we're concerned about is with how big, in measured in microns, a particle can fit through any air filter. And as you mentioned with the, the paper filter, with it being a random sort of slapping down of um, fibers, that there is no uniformity there. There's no pattern. It's just sort of slapped down. It's kind of haphazard if you really think about it. So I think that'd be difficult to measure. But to look at a filter's efficiency, we got to talk about the size of dirt that will pass through it uh, on a regular basis. So what, what is, do you know what the average paper filter will pass through? What's, what size in microns? It depends on where you actually take the measurement. Uh, 
you know, there's portions of a paper filter that are completely blocked. There's just nothing that passes through because the the fibers are stacked one on top of another. There's no air passage. But according to the lab results I've got, a uh, typical paper filter is uh, at the smallest, it's going to be 40 microns. And at the biggest, it's 80. Uh, when you compare that to the Google Tech, they start at 30. In other words, the, the biggest hole that you're going to get is 30 microns. So it's already better than paper. But if you, uh, if you lightly oil the Google Tech filter, it, you can go down to 10 microns. So you're going to get anywhere from, uh, you know, four to eight times better than a paper filter. And when you look at foam filters, um, they go between 40 and 250 microns. Um, you know, if you, if you do a microscope uh, on a foam filter, you've got big voids and little voids. And one void leads to another void, so it might start out big and then it goes small. Uh, very haphazard in foam. Uh, of course, that's going to be an oiled system. So the three things we're after with the air filter, and, and I think the one that they ruined, I'll mention it first because, like I said, everyone looks at that one first, is longevity. It's cleanable. Um, that's great. But after that, you want to talk about filtration. And then you mentioned also airflow. And with the, the paper filters, you mentioned that there's sometimes when they make them, there's, there's areas in them that no air passes through. Now, this is actually measured. Google Tech did um, experiments in the lab where they're measuring the size of microns that get through these different filters. They, they did. They actually had an independent lab do it. Uh, quite frankly, the math and the science is way beyond my pay grade. Uh, and we, we did actually publish a blog that copied the information that they gave. But uh, basically, the foam filters pass more air than a paper filter. Uh, and the Gugatech filter passes more air than all the other filters. And yet it still filters better. Now, that doesn't seem to make sense. It's counterintuitive. How can you pass more air but do a better job of filtering? Because by by definition, filtering means you're putting something in the way. And I think the reason that we can work around that conundrum is uh, because of the uniform nature of the Google Tech matrix, every part of the filter is passing air. You don't get areas that are blocked. You don't have... Uh, you know, mats of fibers like you do in paper that are completely solid. You don't have uh, the issues of uh, clogging up in one area that you do with the other types. And so it really comes down to the uniformity throughout the entire surface of this accordion bellows design that Google Tech uses. David, thanks very much. You're welcome, Jim. And that was David Peterson from Best Rest Products. He is, um, well, is he, he's the owner. I'm the chief cook, bottle washer, scientist, inventor, and uh, do everything else there. That's it. Probably the toughest conditions anywhere for air filters is found in off-road racing, particularly races that see desert or real sandy, dusty conditions, because some of the dust out there is so fine, the racers say it gets everywhere, in your clothes, in your helmet, and into the airbox. And after spending tens of thousands of dollars or even more getting to a race like the Dakar, it would seem a waste to fail because of your air filter. 
So since these race bikes air filters take so much abuse, we thought, well, why not talk to a, a Dakar racer? We called Christophe Barrier-Varjou, a Dakar racer, lifelong racer, really. We had him on the show here some time ago to talk about the film he starred in called Dream Racer. The first time I meet Christophe, we're both helping a mutual friend move house. And we're lugging furniture around together, and he tells me he's planning to take part in the Dakar rally. And at first, I think it's a joke. I mean, here's this guy, he's a business consultant, he doesn't look particularly fit, and he's telling me he wants to take part in the world's most dangerous motor race. But he's pretty convincing, and pretty soon I start to think, wow, this could be the movie I've been waiting to make. That's a tiny excerpt from the movie Dream Racer. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see that movie. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's just a, a fantastic flick to watch. But uh, Christoph, yes, he is a business consultant, but he does a bunch of things. I mean, actually, you do a number of things, don't you? What What do you do? Uh, what I do is uh, I do a lot of things. Um, I'm a, uh, I've got a business consulting firm uh, helping clients and you know large corporates and government agencies uh, pretty much save money. Um, I also... I'm the founder of Dream Racer and Dream Racer TV. Um, and I have a branding agencies as well, uh, so doing marketing and, and SEO and, and those sort of things. So it makes sense to have a job that actually brings you some money in, but you've been racing motorcycles, well, pretty much your whole life. That's right, yeah. I started racing when I was uh, 14 years old and um, I've been uh, familiar with racing and, and training in dust, mud, and all sorts of conditions. And that is what I wanted to talk about because we're, we're talking about air filtration. And I'm sort of curious, your experience, like what's the worst conditions as far as air filters for you? Oh, the worst condition is, is probably in the Dakar, in the, uh, in the fetch fetch area, which is that very, very fine uh, sand. It's, it's almost like a powder. It's, it's finer than, uh, than flour that you use to make pizza. It's, it's so fine, it gets everywhere. And I mean, absolutely everywhere. So is this type of stuff that's going to go through an average air filter? Uh, it will go through anything. Uh, it will go through, you know, you won't be able to to accelerate or, or brake or it will get everything stuck on your bike. So how do you deal with that then? Are you stopping to clean your air filter every so many miles? Uh, no, well, the first, uh, obviously the, uh, the obvious is to try to avoid those sections as much as possible. So avoid being there, um, avoid going through them, avoid uh, following someone uh, too closely. And or if you do, try to be on the, on the correct side of the wind so you don't get covered in sand. So anytime, whether you're riding uh, casually or racing, uh, the last thing you want to do is, is be in the dust because over a long period of time, that dust is going to you know, uh, destroy your, your motorbike. So what sort of problems and solutions have you found with air filters? Well, the, obviously, the, uh, the the obvious is uh, is to prepare your air filter correctly, so you you grease that filter a little bit uh, to catch the uh, the sand or the dust particles before they uh, they get into your engine, so they stay on the outside. Um, you want to ensure when you put the air filter, you want to ensure that you have a, a layer of grease uh, that goes between the filter and the and the actual frame or the the metallic or aluminum frame that the the filter is mounted on to avoid any sand to go through the the connecting bits. Oh, that's it. Now that's interesting. So uh, like you, you're saying grease oil, right? I mean, maybe grease between the gasket, but oil on the filter itself. Yeah. So first you put the, uh, the grease onto the outside, um, on, on the, um, on the ceiling side of the filter that goes into, into the mount. 
um, and you also put oil um, onto the filter itself and, and you put a little bit of oil, not a lot, otherwise you're gonna plug your filter straight away. Uh, but that all helps catch all the, um, all the, all the dust. Um, so that's, that's a basic, very, very basic setup, uh, for more advanced condition. You put a, um, a dust cover on top of the existing filter, um, which you can quickly remove and replace with another one. And in extreme, extreme condition, you cover your inside of your airbox and the plastic or aluminum airbox uh, with grease, with a thin layer of grease. So whatever dust gets into that filter uh, gets caught by the grease first. Uh, that is outside on the wall of your airbox. So you're you're counting on the fact that likely you're going to get that the dust, the fine dust, through your filter. That's right. Yeah, and you, you, the problem with that is it's, it's very messy to clean every day. Um, so if it's not really dusty, you don't don't really have to do that. But uh, if it's extremely dusty, you you want to put some uh, some grease in the inside box of your air filter. Yeah. I mean, with a race engine, it, I guess it's probably less of a concern because you can rebuild this thing when you're done. But I mean, how like if you're if you're coating the inside of the box to grab some dust, that has to be just a bit of the dust catching and the rest of it going through. Well, it will, it will catch a little bit. I don't know the uh, the exact proportion, but it will do. Ca- it will catch a thing because when every time I clean that box is is really messy. But uh, you want to avoid as much dust as possible. And and the problem with air filter is the more you put oil to prevent that dust to come through, uh, the less airflow you allow in your engine, and the more power you lose. So it's a it's a fine balance to um, to find between the two. Yeah. Have you had air filter failures while you've been racing? Air filter, no. So that's another point. You know, you, you want to be very careful when you put your filter in and, and remove your filter out of the box. And it's you want to be very gentle and, and not have any cuts. Um, you don't want to damage the filter. Uh, when you clean your filter, you want to make sure that um, try not to use petrol because the petrol will open the pore, uh, the inside pore of that filter. And then the filter is not going to operate the way it's supposed to. So um, either use filter cleaner or simply, you know, uh, warm water and and soap. And it will take a bit longer than using fuel, but it will save your filter over the long term. Yeah. What style of filter are you are you using for racing now? Oh, there's, there's a lot of brands out there, and and they're all very good. Um, the 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 trick is to ensure that. Um, you know, you, you clean it, uh, you clean it well, and uh, and then you prepare that filter with the grease and, and with the oil on it um, to make sure that, you know, your engine doesn't um, doesn't breathe any dust. Uh, the dust over time is going to uh, is going to damage your your, your engine. So the, the two uh, the two components that will keep your engine last for pretty much for a very, very long time is, is a clean air filter and a clean oil. If you keep those two um clean all the time, then um, chances are you, you're not going to break your engine. There's a lot of people racing, doing long races, uh, and that applies especially for people racing uh, rallies or, or long multi-day uh, events. When you do race, you um, you clog your filter for sure. So there is really no point in in driving a long road section, three, four, five hundred kilometers after you're racing with a dirty filter. And the filter uh, doesn't take much space. So uh, just carry an extra filter with you, um, hide it somewhere in your backpack or in the back of your, on your bike or in behind the fairing. And at the first opportunity, when you finish the year uh, in the racing section, when you have a few minutes uh, before you get on the road section, 
take that dirty filter out, put a new one in and let your engine breathe clean air for the remaining three, 400 kilometers until you get to the bivouac. And that will help you save your engine and help you finish the race as well. Christoph, that was great. Thanks very much. You're welcome, Jim. Well, certainly nice to get those tips, in particular the one about carrying the air filter, the spare air filter with you. What a great thing to do, even if you're just on a multi-day trip of your own. It's the summertime, it's dusty out, throw a spare filter in your pack, put it in a Ziploc bag, and then you're all set. I was speaking with Dakar racer Christophe Barrier-Varjou, and you can find out more, you can watch that movie that he's done, Dream Racer, by going by his website. It's www.dreamracer.tv, and of course that link will be in our show notes, and I think you can get the film just about anywhere where you rent or, or buy films as well. This episode was made possible in part by Max BMW at maxbmw.com, Best Rest Products at cyclepump.com, Motobreeze Chain Oilers at motobreeze.com, Green Chili Adventure Gear at greenchiliadv.com. Well, that about wraps up another episode of Adventure Rider Radio, and we sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did making it. Special thanks to our producer, Elizabeth Martin, and to you, the listener. Thank you very much. If you like what we're doing here, we need your support. Drop by our website, www.adventureriderradio.com. Click on the support button. We've got some special um, things that we're offering for patron supporters, and that's the monthly support. And remember, it only takes like one or two or three or four, five dollars. It doesn't take much. Think about what you get from that cup of coffee, the donut, whatever else it is you buy on a regular basis, those small things and how much money you spend on them. And then think about Adventure Rider Radio, what you get from it and what you think is worth. We'd love to have your support. Anyway, time to get out there and ride your bike. My name is Jim Martin. This is Adventure Rider Radio. Thanks very much. See you next week. I'm Woody from Woody's Wheelworks, and you're listening to Adventure Rider Radio. (laughs) 